if you're ready to feel like your best self, you have some room for improvement in your health, or you're looking to explore the infinite possibilities within wellness, then welcome to the Empire Wellness Podcast. Listen in to your host and renowned wellness expert, Charlene Lawrence, as she shows you how to build your internal and external wellness empire. Charlene is a licensed acupuncturist, certified hypnotherapist, and master of traditional Chinese medicine. She'll introduce you to the solutions that have yet to be on your radar. Now here's your host, Charlene Lawrence. Hello and welcome to the Empire Wellness Podcast. I am your host and wellness expert, Charlene Lawrence. I help people improve their physical and mental health using cutting-edge technology and ancient tools to balance their mind, body, and soul. Thank you for taking this journey with me to explore the infinite possibilities within wellness. It is my mission to educate so you can improve, and together we can empower, inspire, and grow. Let's dive right in. Welcome back. Today, we are going to be talking about thyroid health. Now, this is one area that I feel like I have so much knowledge. I have studied so much about the thyroid. I have taken multiple classes on it afterwards. I've read so many books. And something that's amazing is that with all of my Chinese medicine background, what we in Chinese medicine would term the spleen channel or something we call spleen chi deficiency is basically low thyroid function. So I am able to approach someone's thyroid health from two separate ideas, more of the Western science-based understanding of how the thyroid works in the body, as well as the Eastern medicine understanding of the energetics of how our thyroids function. So let's dive in to why is thyroid health so important? And this is something I say to so many people, and oh my gosh, if I could get one point across today, it would be this. Every single cell in our body There are trillions of cells that make up our skin, our organs, like our hearts, our livers, our brains. Every single cell in the body requires thyroid hormone. There is not any other hormone in the body that is required by every single cell. Are you following? Are you getting how important it is to have a strong thyroid function? Please don't underestimate the importance of that tiny little butterfly-shaped gland that sits in our neck behind our throat. Now, thyroid, again, is so important because every single cell needs it. And when I'm talking about Every cell needs thyroid hormone. It's something that we've termed T3. Now, T3 is the usable form of thyroid hormone. 
But there's a huge process in the body to get that usable form of T3 into the cells. And here's where I see a lot of doctors falling short on properly testing the thyroid. Now let's let's take a look first at what are the symptoms that maybe are going to be an indicator of a low thyroid. And today, like I said, we're talking thyroid health. We're going to talk mostly about an underactive thyroid, a low thyroid or hypothyroidism, but there is the flip side. We're going to touch on that in a little bit, the hyper or overactive thyroid, and we'll touch on that just a little bit. And the reason is a hyperthyroid will eventually always burn out and become hypothyroid, underactive. So that's why we're going to spend most of our time today talking about this underactive thyroid. Here are some symptoms that could be associated with an underactive thyroid. Things like fatigue, poor metabolism. Do you know or are you one of the type of person who feels like you just starve yourself all the time, you're exercising an hour every day or more, and you just cannot take the weight off. That might be an indication of an underactive thyroid. Again, the fatigue, and I'm talking intense fatigue. It's like, I can't get out of bed in the morning. I have to have a cup of coffee or two just to get my day going. Then I need another one at 3 p.m. And I feel like if I had a cup of coffee at 10 p.m., I could drink that and go straight back to bed. Intense, intense fatigue. The poor metabolism, difficulty losing weight or unexplained weight gain. Those are some major symptoms. Another couple of biggies, hair loss. Have you had your hair falling out? And this is very noticeable in women. Men have more of a propensity towards alopecia or hair loss from different hormonal imbalances. But if a woman is losing her hair, it is almost 100% because of a thyroid problem. Now, another one could be the loss of the outer third of your eyebrows. If you've noticed that your eyebrows are thinning, then this is also a classic indicator. Your nails might become brittle. Your skin might start having problems. You could have digestive issues. Maybe you're having you know, changes in your bowel habits or um, an increase or decrease in appetite. All of these different things could be indicators of a low thyroid maybe brain fog. Do you forget things all the time or you're in the middle of a sentence and you can't remember what you were about to say? Or you just feel kind of that haziness around your head and it's hard to keep concentrated on a certain subject for more than a couple of minutes. Do you walk into a room to go get something and by the time you get to that room, you've forgotten what you went there to grab? These are classic signs of hypothyroidism or just a general thyroid malfunction. Now, why is there such a wide range of symptoms from GI to weight issues to brain issues to skin, hair, all of these things? I've already talked about it. The reason is 
because every single cell in the body uses thyroid hormone, this T3 absorbable form of thyroid hormone. Now, like I said, there are a lot of doctors who are really kind of falling down on the job when it comes to testing the thyroid. And the reason is they're looking at one marker in our blood to determine whether or not the thyroid is functioning properly. But if you have any or many of the symptoms that I've discussed, perhaps you've Googled some of your symptoms and come to learn, ooh, this might be a thyroid issue. You bring it up with your doctor. He checks your TSH, which we'll go into in a minute. And he says, nope, your TSH is fine. There's nothing wrong with you. Well, one, it is one marker out of a 10-step process that is being considered, and that's not enough. One out of 10, 10%. If you put 10% of effort into an exam or 10% of effort into a workout, would you expect the results that you're hoping for? Would you get an A on that exam, or would you get the six-pack abs if you only put in 10% of the effort? I don't think so. So we have 10 different markers that we can look at to get the full picture of what is going on inside the body with the thyroid. Again, every cell needs it, so why don't we make sure it's working properly? So let's consider TSH, this marker that just about every doctor will check. TSH is short for thyroid stimulating hormone. So it's actually the pituitary gland inside the brain that gets feedback from the cells saying, yep, we've got more than enough thyroid hormone, we're doing great. Or, nah, we need a little bit more. So when the cells tell the pituitary gland that they need more thyroid hormone to operate to stimulate the mitochondria, create ATP, these are all things that we probably learned way back in high school biology, when it needs more, then the pituitary sends out a signal, this other hormone called thyroid stimulating hormone. It literally sends that information from the brain on the back of this hormone to the thyroid to say, hey bud, crank it up a notch. So as the thyroid then starts to crank out some more hormone, it comes out in two forms. It comes out in the usable form of T3, And then the not yet usable form of T4. T3, like I said, can go straight into the cell. And I'll get to that part in a minute because there's a little bit more that's required with that as well. But T4 is actually the form of thyroid hormone that comes straight out of the thyroid 93% of the time. So the thyroid is actually only creating 7% of the usable hormone directly out of the thyroid. So what happens to the T4 and how do we make sure we have plenty more T3 to go into the cells? T4, like I said, is 93% coming out of the thyroid. It then goes to a couple of different places. One, it's going to go to the liver 60% of that 93%, so we'll, you know, close to 60%, we'll call it 60, goes to the liver to be converted straight into T3. 
And then a nearly 40%, probably about 38% of what's left of the T4 goes into the gut, again, to be converted directly into T3. And so if you can imagine that if you have a problem with your liver or a problem with your GI tract, that nearly 50% of what you need to get converted into the usable form of thyroid hormone, if there's a problem in any of those systems, it's not going to work. So when 60% of that T4 is being driven into the liver, let's say somebody has fatty liver, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, a cirrhotic liver, their thyroid hormone is going to be greatly impacted. Therefore, every single cell in the body, again, is going to be greatly impacted. Same thing with the gut. If we have our GI tract isn't working, maybe there's some intestinal permeability, also known as leaky gut. Maybe you're not absorbing your nutrients very well. Your GI tract is working so hard just to be able to absorb nutrients and run your body that if it can't even manage that, it's definitely not going to do the job of converting the T4 into T3. So let's say we find out that those two systems are working just fine. And there's ways that we're able to determine this from the lab markers that we get when we run a full blood panel. If those systems are working correctly, remember I said it was almost 40% that went to the GI tract. There, you know, there's just a couple percent that get converted into what's called reverse T3. And the only thing that's really a big indicator here is if your reverse T3 is way off the charts, we're going to start looking into an adrenal insufficiency problem. You're going to have probably um, inverted cortisol problems, and we need to look into adrenal fatigue and those kinds of things if your reverse T3 is off. But we can have another problem that has to do with what's called thyroid binding globulin, or TBG. I think of the TBG as the little delivery trucks delivering the T3 into the cells. There might be plenty of trucks, TBG trucks, and nobody wants to get off the bus. All the T3 can hop onto the little TBG delivery trucks, and they're having a great time, and nobody wants to get out and get into the cell. That can be one issue. Another issue can be there's just not enough delivery trucks. Remember what happened when we went first into the pandemic of 2020 and everybody was staying home? We were all ordering crazy from Amazon. We were all ordering from Instacart and all that. And they just didn't have enough delivery drivers. So Amazon could no longer guarantee that you were going to get your products within two days. That could be the same problem here. We could just have too few TBG delivery drivers. But we have a marker for that. We can test for this. So there's another area that we can have a problem. And finally, the most important part of the delivery process of getting the T3 into the cell is that it's delivered on vitamin A. So something as simple as finding out whether or not you have a vitamin A deficiency could also indicate if 
your thyroid is going to work properly or not. And again, the last piece is then allowing the cell to give feedback back to the pituitary gland to tell the thyroid whether or not we need more or less thyroid hormone. Now, that's a lot of areas that we can explore to see if our bodies are working optimally to have proper thyroid health. I mentioned earlier that there is also, aside from hypothyroidism, which is a low thyroid, underactive thyroid, there's the opposite of that, hyperthyroidism. And it generally has the opposite symptoms of the hypoversion. So it could be racing heart rate, lots of anxiety, you could sweat easily, you might feel warm all the time as opposed to cold all the time, and it's basically an excessive metabolism. So inability to gain weight when you're just burning, burning, burning all the time. The reason I like to consider hypothyroidism most of the time is because if somebody does have a hyperactive thyroid, overactive thyroid, then eventually it's going to work itself out into hypothyroidism. So imagine that you sign up to a to run a 100-mile race and you train every day, you get there, you run the 100-mile race, and you're going to do that every single day. You're going to go run 100 miles. Eventually, things are going to burn out and you're not going to be able to keep up at that pace. This is what happens in an overactive thyroid situation. And I'd say about 90 or more percent of the time, an overactive thyroid is due to an autoimmune condition called Graves' disease. And on the flip side of that, 80 to 90% of the time, a underactive thyroid or hypothyroid is going to be due to an autoimmune condition called Hashimoto's thyroiditis. And this is where those last few markers come into play. It's important to determine if the body is in an autoimmune state, meaning that the body is attacking its own tissue. There are three markers that I like to look at, which is going to identify whether or not the patient has Graves' disease or two markers that will help identify whether or not the patient has Hashimoto's thyroiditis. The reason that a lot of our MDs aren't looking at these couple of markers, the autoimmune markers, is because they're actually limited in what they can do for their patients. So unfortunately, I have had to diagnose several of my patients with Hashimoto's only because I'm probably the only one that's ever checked. And typically, the patient gets a little aggravated. Why didn't my, why didn't my doctor test me for this? Especially when they've been on thyroid medication for maybe 20 or more years. Why didn't they test me? Why are, are they not telling me this? Well, it's because they honestly don't have any different way to treat it. Whether it's just hypothyroidism or Hashimoto's, they're not going to treat it any differently. They're going to give you the same one, two, or three drugs to help management, help manage it, and send you on your merry way. However, I have a lot of different options. 
in the supplementation world, not only are we looking into making sure that you have proper vitamin A levels so that you're delivering that thyroid hormone into your cells, every single cell in the body, but we have different supplements that can help with conversion issues. Like if you're having this conversion problem in the liver or the gut, we can help fix that. Maybe it's an issue with the pituitary gland. That's one of the the areas that I didn't touch on. That's another place that can go wrong, more of a brain-related issue rather than a thyroid-related issue. And then diet, in my opinion, is the biggest factor when it comes to treating autoimmune thyroid-related issues versus non-autoimmune thyroid-related issues. If you have an autoimmune condition, you absolutely have to avoid what I call the big three, and then we have a longer discussion in avoiding other inflammatory foods. So avoiding the big three are gluten, dairy, and soy. And the reason for this is when our bodies start attacking our own innate tissue as if it's a foreign invader like a disease, it really doesn't just stop there. It doesn't attack the thyroid and nothing else. It will start looking for other tissue to attack. If we're not breaking down the amino acid chains in our food that make up proteins, what happens is they start to look similar to the same proteins that make up our own body's tissue, our thyroid tissue, our brain tissue, our skin tissue. And so if we're eating foods like gluten, dairy, and soy that have very similar looking amino acid chains in their proteins, and we can't break them down properly, and our body's already attacking itself, it's going to automatically go in and attack those, quote, foreign invaders, and there are always casualties of war. As much as you only want to attack the enemy, there are still, unfortunately, always friendlies that get attacked as well, and that is our healthy bodily tissue. So avoiding those top three, gluten, dairy, and soy, as well as looking into another anti-inflammatory diet or other anti-inflammatory options for how you fuel your body is the key in getting into remission with any autoimmune condition. I really encourage you, if you're having any of the symptoms that I mentioned earlier, or maybe you've already been diagnosed with a thyroid health issue, perhaps you take thyroid medication like levothyroxine or Synthroid, please reach out to me. I would love to do a free 30-minute assessment with you to see if there's a better way to manage and get through this and ultimately get this problem into remission and under control. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope you learned a little something, and I'll talk to you next time. As we wrap up, your health and wellness are important to me. It's also important to me to make sure that these episodes are helpful for you. I'd love for you to do three things right now. First, click on the subscribe button to get access to new episodes and leave a five-star review with some feedback. Second, head on over to Instagram and follow me at EWC Health.
And last, jump on over to empirewellnesscenter.com slash podcast and click on the link to book your complimentary assessment with me. Let's get a 30-minute call on the schedule to look at your history and find the solutions that work best for you. That's empirewellnesscenter.com slash podcast. And remember, our bodies are amazing vessels and the possibilities are infinite. Thanks for listening, and I look forward to talking with you soon. Whether it's improving your internal, physical, or mental health, we have more tools to explore the infinite possibilities within wellness. Be sure to visit us at empirewellnesscenter.com for more ways to connect with Charlene. There you'll find ways to educate, improve, empower, inspire, and grow. That's all available on empirewellnesscenter.com.